With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, August 17th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 168 of the, of the, <clears throat> of the WWS Radio Network Weekly Review Show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As, of course, we review everything that t- took place here in the WWS all week long. Plus, also, of course, everything that is still to come here very, very soon. Of course, the rest of the panel way too tough to handle tonight. Of course, taking a breather after a very busy week here, of course, of stuff that took place here. <clears throat> and, of course, resting up, of course, for the next week's uh, amount of events popping up here really, really soon, of course, here in WCWS. Of course, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I'll be bringing you, of course, today today's wrestling history and birthdays. Plus, also, I'll be reviewing what took place here during the week here in the WWS Radio Network. Plus, also, of course, I'll be bringing you some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. And, yes, we did give you a preview here this morning on WWS this morning. But, of course, uh, we're going to give you the full effect here for the next hour right here on Power Hour number 168. And if you care to join us here for Power Hour episode 168 here tonight, please feel free to give us a call here, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to discuss here this evening. Let's go ahead and start things off with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, August the 17th. Uh, let's see. Yes, 50 years ago today, which would put it at 1969 in Bloomington, Minnesota, Dr. X defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. 33 years ago today, which would put it at 1986 in Charlotte, North Carolina, Nikita Koloff defeated Magna PA to win their best of seven match series 43 to claim the vacated NWA United States title. Magnum T.A. was stripped of the title back in May when he assaulted then NWA President Bob Geigel during the contract signing for a title match. Of course, like we said, in a side note, Koloff won the first three matches of the series but would lose the next three before winning the deciding match. Also, th- <clears throat> uh, 30, 32 years ago today, which would 
which would put it at uh, 1987. Yeah, that's right, 1987 in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Nikita Koloff defeated Tully Blanchard to win the NWA World TV title. So a big time moment right there, folks. Uh, <clears throat> 22 years ago today, we have to put it at 1997, ECW presented Hardcore Heaven 97 from the War Memorial Auditorium in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 1950 were in attendance with about 84,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, which is down from 104,000 homes for, for ECW's first pay-per-view, Fairly Legal. Here are the matches that took place here at that event. Taz defeated Chris Candido to retain the ECW World TV title. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Spike Dudley. RVD defeated Al Snow in a Monday Night Wars Rules match. The Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, defeated PG-13, J.C. Ice, and Wolfie D. Now, J.C. Ice, if I'm not mistaken, is, of course, the son of legendary wrestler Bill Dundee to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. Prior to the match, the Dudleys were awarded the tag titles by forfeit. The original scheduled match was the Gangsters, the champions at the time, challenging the Dudleys. Mustafa Saeed, one half of the Gangsters, had left the company. Tommy Dreamer defeated Jerry Lawler. Of note, Jake the Snake Roberts made his one and only ECW appearance in this match. Of course, back in 98, which was a little bit later on, uh, <clears throat> he teamed up with Tommy Dreamer uh, in a match again, uh, in a match involving uh, Justin, Justin Incredible and uh, Jack Victor. Uh, that's on the Jake Roberts Pick Your Poison DVD if you want to check that out. And also Shane Douglas defeated Sabu and Terry Funk in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. 16 years ago today, which we put it at 2003, in Tokyo, Japan, Hiroshi Tenzon defeated Jun Nakayama to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament. 11 years ago today, which we put it at 2008 in Tokyo, Japan, Hiroki Goto defeated Togi Makabe to win the NJPW G1 Climax Tournament. Uh, 11 years ago today, well, it was said 2008. Let's see. Yeah, that's correct. WWE presented SummerSlam from the Fisego Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. 12,480 were in attendance with 477,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 537,000 homes in 2007 and 547,000 in 2006. It's the first pay-per-view of the PG era. WWE went PG a couple of days after the previous month's Great American Bash and features the last televised Hell in a Cell match not to occur in October, month of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view since 2009. Until, of course, WrestleMania 28 in 2014. Despite the PG rating, there was a man-on-woman violence moment when Chris Jericho struck Shawn Michaels' wife, Rebecca, during a promo segment. As we know, Shawn Michaels' wife, Rebecca, was also one of the infamous Nitro girls in WCW Monday Nitro. MVP defeated Jeff Hardy. And this is from SummerSlam 08, folks. MVP defeated Jeff Hardy. Santino Morella and Beth Phoenix defeated Kofi Kingston and Mickey James in a mixed tag team match to win the Intercontinental and Women's titles. Matt Hardy defeated Mark Henry by DQ in an ECW title match. CM Punk defeated JBL to retain the World Heavyweight title. 
Triple H defeated the great Khali to retain the WWE title. Batista defeated John Cena. During the match, Cena suffered a herniated disc in his neck. The injury required surgery and would keep him out of action until Survivor Series. And also, The Undertaker defeated Edge in a Hell in a Cell match. Nine years ago today, which included at 2010, Ted Lipscomb, also known as Nightmare Ted Allen, sadly passed away at his home from a heart attack in his home in Cartersville, Georgia. He was 54 years old. Born November 17, 1955 in Carterville, Georgia, Allen was multi-talented as a kid. He was a four-sport athlete, edited the Cass High School newspaper, and even did play-by-play for some of their for some of their games. At age 14, he was a ring announcer for the weekly matches at the Sports Palace in Cartersville. Allen made his pro wrestling debut in the summer of 1975, shortly after dropping out of college and, and getting and got married. By 1977, he was wrestling in Nashville under Nick Gulas while maintaining a real job. However, he'd often quit in the name of a good booking. He would wrestle full-time by 1980 as one half of the mass nightmares with Danny Davis. Wrestling under a mask was almost a way of life for Allen. He was known as he was a Mr. Wrestling, a Black Tiger, even a Power Ranger for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I said Power Ranger. Yeah, that's correct. Allen's biggest contribution to the business came as a trainer. Most notably, he trained Arn Anderson, uh, the big boss man himself, the late Ray Trailer, Scotty Riggs, Bull Buchanan, and referee, the late Randy Pee Wee Anderson. Post-in-ring career, he promoted local wrestling shows in Georgia, ran a furniture moving business, and even built wrestling rings. Sadly, Allen died at, in his home in Carterville, Georgia, on August 17, 2010. He was 54 years old. At the time of his death, he was survived by two children and three grandchildren. Nine years ago today, 2010 as well, at a SmackDown taping in Bakersfield, California, Alberto Del Rio and his personal ring announcer, Ricardo Rodriguez, both made their WWE TV debuts. Del Rio, whose real name is Jose Alberto Rodriguez, came into the company from CMLL, where he was a former World Heavyweight Champion and the winner of the, of the 2006 La Copa Junior, of the La, 2006 La Copa Junior. He had some amateur credit as well, winning the gold medal in wrestling in, in the 1999 Pan American Games. R Ricardo Rodriguez, who his real name is Jesus Rodriguez, of course, no relation, competed primarily on the West Coast in the independent circuit as the masked Camaro. He wrestled occasionally as well as the masked El Local. Del Rio was in the show's main event, of course, on SmackDown in Bakersfield, submitting Rey Mysterio to win his debut, then injuring Mysterio post-match. And, of course, later on, ladies and gentlemen, he would induct his uh, legendary uncle, of course, the one and only Neil Mascaris. Uh, seven years ago today, we put it at 2012, Shine Wrestling presented its second-ever event, the Orpheum, in Wiper City, Florida. And some notable names right here, folks. Sue Young defeated Kimberly. Sojourner Bolt defeated Hottie Lovelace and Taylor Hendricks. Mia Yim defeated Sassy Steffi. Jessica Havoc, who now works in the WWE as a referee in NXT, defeated Rebby Sky, of course, you know that's Mrs. Matt Hardy. Rain defeated Santana. Leva Bates, who we now remember as Blue Pants in NXT, but now she is in AEW, defeated Portia Perez. Made in Sin, Allison Kay and Taylor Maid. Defeated Ms. Ms. Erie, Christina Von Erie, and Miss Chief. 
and Jazz versus Mercedes Martinez went to a no contest. Let's see here. Uh, five years ago today, which we put it in 2014, WWE presented SummerSlam uh, from the Staples Center in Los Angeles. 17,537 were in attendance with 150,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 298,000 homes for SummerSlam 2013. Understandable as this was the first SummerSlam to be broadcast via the WWE Network. Of note, this was the first event to adopt the WWE Network logo as its company logo. The logo would replace the Scratch logo used in some form since 1998. Also of note, in a SummerSlam first, every championship contested on the show changed hands. Here are the matches for SummerSlam 2014. In a pre-show match, RVD defeated Cesaro. Dolph Ziggler defeated The Miz to win the IC title. Paige defeated AJ Lee to win the Divas title. Rusev defeated Jack Swagger in a flag match. Seth Rollins defeated Dean Ambrose in a lumberjack match. Bray Wyatt defeated Chris Jericho. Stephanie McMahon defeated Brie Bella. In a bit of trivia, this was Stephanie's first match since being defeated by her father, Vince, in an I Quit match at No Mercy in 2003. Roman Reigns defeated Randy Orton. Brock Lesnar defeated John Cena to win the WWE World Heavyweight title. <clears throat> also, five years ago today, 2014, Triple A presented Triple Mania 22. From Arena Ciudad de Mexico in Mexico City. Of note, this was the first AAA event to be broadcast in both Spanish and English. The recently fired Alberto Del Rio, who was that was known here as El Patron Alberto, and Rey Mysterio via satellite both made appearances at the event, while Jeff Jarrett and Ricochet missed the show due to travel issues. Here are the matches that took place at this event: Aerostar Jennifer Blake. Mascarita Sagrada and Pimpinella Escalarda defeated Mamba, Mini Abismo Negro, Sexy Star, and Superfly. El Hijo de Fantasma defeated Daga, Phoenix, Angelico, Australian Suicide, Bengala, Drago, Jack Evans, Joe Leiter, and Pentagon Jr. In a 10-man elimination match, unified the AAA Fusion and Cruiserweight titles. The Fusion title was retired with Phoenix as its only champion before the unification bout. Taya, who I believe is Taya Valkyrie, defeated Fabi Apache to retain the AAA Reina de Reinas Championship. Electroshock was the last man in, in the cage in a six-man Luchas de Apuestas cage match. Other participants were Averno, Blue Demon Jr., Chessman, El Macias, and La Parca. All participants had their hair or mask at stake. Psycho Clown defeated El Texcano Jr. in a hair versus mask match. With Texcano Jr. losing, he got his head shaved. El Hijo de Pedro Aguayo defeated Cibernetico, Dr. Wagner Jr., and Mestiz in a four-way elimination match to win the Copa Triple Mania 22. <clears throat> Let's see. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is a, is a, we wish a very happy... Let's see. Twenty-seventh birthday to Soraya Jade Bevis, once known as Brittany Knight. She's now known these days as Paige. Born in Norwich, England, to wrestling parents. Of course, her father was a promoter and her mother was a wrestler. Soraya Jade began wrestling at age 13. 
She had won championships in a few independent promotions throughout Europe before making her U.S. debut for Shimmer in 2011. During her brief time there, she was managed by and debuted with her mother, Soraya. Soraya Jade tried out for WWE on two occasions before finally getting the call in September 2011, initially debuting for Florida Championship Wrestling under her real name, Soraya. Her ring name was changed to Paige when she made her TV debut in February of 2012. When XTW was rebranded as, as NXT, she gained a huge surge in crowd support leading her to the NXT Women's title in 2013. Her success kept going when she made her main roster debut the night after WrestleMania 30, when she ended AJ Lee's nearly 10-month run as Divas champion in just 79 seconds. The win made Paige, at the time 21 years old, the youngest Divas champion in WWE history, and the only one to hold both ladies' titles in the company at the same time simultaneously. It wouldn't last long. Just over two weeks later, Paige had to vacate the NXT women's title. Paige would win the Divas title a second time on her 22nd birthday. In 2015, Paige joined the cast of E-Reality Series Total Divas and was a judge on the rebooted Tough Enough. She's also a co-founder of a coffee company called The Dark Gypsy. At, as of 2016, she was, she was dating, of course, Jose Alberto Rodriguez. Of course, of course, remember him, of course, as Alberto Del Rio. Another uh, female birthday here today. Uh, <clears throat> as we wish a very, let's see, a very 37th, happy 37th birthday to Melissa Anderson. Of course, we know her as cheerleader Melissa. Born in Los Angeles, Melissa is a second generation wrestler with her father, Doug, having wrestled in the 1980s. In high school, she was a two-sport athlete for Palmdale High School. One of them was wrestling, where she was one of four girls on the team. Her amateur wrestling knowledge translated quickly to the pros, where she started for Billy Anderson for no relation, his wrestling school at the age of 15. While training, she became the ballet for the Ballard Brothers and worked primarily for West Coast-based all-pro wrestling. While there, she trained under Christopher Daniels, Robert Thompson, and Brian Danielson. We now know him as Daniel Bryan. She wrestled her first pro match uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. uh, let's see. It would probably be 19 years ago today. She would be, she would be seven, on her 17th birthday against Le- Lexi Fife. Thanks in part to the internet, Melissa still managed to get her high school diploma while training and touring. After wrestling for Ultimate Pro Wrestling, she was invited to tour Japan for Joshi promotion, uh, and, Arison. For her 20th birthday, Melissa took on Lioness Asuka, one half of legendary Japanese women's tag team, the Crush Gals. She turned, full, she turned pro full-time in 2004 and won the APW Above the Law Championship from Robert Thompson that summer. In the fall, she would be a part of the all-female chick fight tournament and eventually become the face of the tournament and promotion, appearing in the first 10 chick fight tournaments, appearing in four finals and winning twice. She would feud with Sweet Soraya, Eden Black, and West Nabusic during the Chick Fight series. Uh, the success of Chick Fight would lead to the formation of Shimmer Women Athletes, the sister promotion of Ring of Honor. Melissa would be in one of the company's first heated feuds against Miss Chief, a feud that would eventually see the duo team briefly against the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew, then more on a full time basis from 2008 to 2010. Anderson would ch- change the Shimmer 
were champs in Shimmer Championship for more than a year for winning the title in October of 2011 from Madison Eagles, ending Eagles' 18-month run as champion. Then a company record. Alyssa's five-month run following the win would actually be the shortest in the promotion's history, losing the title to Sweet Soraya in March of 2012. It would be more than a year before Melissa would win back the title, would win the title back from her, winning it tonight before WrestleMania 29 in a steel cage match. The win would make Melissa the only two-time Shimmer champion in the promotion's six-year history. Melissa now holds the record for longest Shimmer championship reign ever, holding it for 560 days before losing to Nicole Matthews in a fatal four-way elimination match in October of 2014. Anderson would have a tryout match in 2006 for WWE against Victoria, but would have a more prominent television role in the TNA knockout in 2009 between the character Raisha Saeed, of course, as a manager for Austin Kong, and also Alyssa Flash, a self-proclaimed future legend. Though the Flash persona did not debut until the summer of 2009, but a lack of TV time led to her requested release in January 2010. She reappeared twice for the promotion since in March 2011 and March 2013. More recently, Anderson joined Lucha Underground as the masked Mariposa, the sister of Marty the Moth Martinez. The well-traveled Anderson also won Attack of the Show's MySpace Girl of the Week in September 2006 and made occasional appearances on the show. In 2013, Anderson was ranked the number one female wrestler in the world by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So, ladies and gentlemen, happy happy birthday, of course, to cheerleader Melissa and also to Paige. And also, ladies and gentlemen, one that is right here that's close to that's close to our hearts here, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to personally wish a very happy 41st birthday to, of course, of course, our main our, one of our main definitely our main man here in WCWS. Of course, like I say, as we advertise for him, as we announce, introduce him every single time he comes on the shows, a 2014 and 17 WCWS Hall of Famer. He's holder of numerous titles in our Trivia Championship Series. He is also, of course, the mainstay of the WCWS Radio Network, and he is the second in charge, of course, the COO of WCWS. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm referring to the one and the only King NWO himself. Mr. Gerard T. Smith, happy birthday, Derek Gerard, from myself and everyone, of course, at WWS, brother, have a very happy and safe birthday, and of course, I hope you enjoy it here today here as well, and we'll look forward to hearing from you again really, really soon on all of our shows here in the radio network. So there you have it with your history and birthdays here for today. 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. This is episode 168 of WWS Power Hour for Saturday, August 17th, 2019. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw here on the line. As, as of course, we continue to press on here. The rest of the panel way too tough to handle. Taking the much-needed break from everything going on, from everything that's happened here this past week in wrestling. Of course, last Saturday for folks was a dynamite show, dynamite performance here for 167 of Power Hour. As, of course, in addition to having our main program here, we also, of course, had J.D. and Fonzie pop on for to help us with our live coverage of the NXT TakeOver show from Toronto. And, of course, the five matches that did take place, um, 
very, 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 very huge there indeed there, folks. Very, very big indeed. Uh, of course, we saw, we saw, of course, all the titles defended, the North American title, the NXT women's title, the NXT tag team titles, and, of course, the NXT world title in an awesome matchup. And, of course, we also saw two female competitors, of course, former best friends, now, now of course, bitter enemies, of course, uh, uh, Tate, um, go at it with each other and everything. Uh, of course, prediction title challenge and all that. The final result was, as we said, the Ice Manager, D. Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and Danny Pomote Park finished with only two points each. All four ended up with two points. While Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler, ended up with just one. So it was a very, it was a close one pretty much all the way around. But nonetheless, here, folks, it was a great match here. Because we saw Adam Cole, of course, retain. Um, we saw Adam Cole, of course, retain the match in a big, in a, in a, bru in a brutal two out of three falls match against Johnny Gargano. Uh, everybody except Bobby went for Adam Cole while, while Bobby went for Johnny Gargano. The NXT tag team titles, of course, everybody went for the Undisputed Era, but unfortunately, the Street Profits won that match there at Toronto. Now, I, I do understand that at a NXT live show, the Undisputed, the Undisputed Era did defeat the Street Profits to pick up the NXT tag titles. So that has changed since then. It's been about a week since that's happened. But of course, for the record, like I said, the Street Profits did retain at the show in Toronto. So everybody did not get, nobody got any points for that one. Uh, the North American title, of course, we did see J.D. Fonzi and Danny go for Roderick Strong, while we saw John and Bobby go for Pete Dunne. Of course, the Velveteen Dream, the champion going in, came out as the North American champion, so nobody got any points from that. The NXT Women's title here, J.D., John, Fonzi, and Bobby went for Shayna Baszler to retain the belt, and, of course, we saw that take place, so they received a point apiece. Danny did not receive any points. He went with me and him. Who was the challenger, of course, and the match between Candice LeRae and Io Shirai? Uh, we saw um, we saw everybody except Danny go for Candice LeRae. Danny went with Io Shirai, and Danny got the only point in that one as Io Shirai did get by Candice LeRae. So, as a result of all that, ladies and gentlemen, here is what took place: John picked up the WWS Extreme Catch Championship. Danny picked up the WWS Trinity Championship. Bobby picked up the WWUS Under-23 Championship. JD picked up the WWUS Raw Championship. And Fonzie picked up the WWUS SmackDown Championship. And so it was a great a great contest through, through and through here, folks. And, of course, uh, SummerSlam here, folks. Of course, we went through, we went through so much here. And, uh, of course, as you know, I do, I will note that we had 10 matches. And we did discuss last week, of course, for SummerSlam. But prior to SummerSlam this past Sunday, we did understand that there were two ad additional matches. One of them, a women's tag team title match, and the other one uh, pitting Apollo Crews versus Buddy Murphy. Now, since we did not get an opportunity to ask everyone what their thoughts were about who would win these two matches, everybody that was involved in that, of course, the five that I did mention before, plus the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, uh, all got two points apiece, so everyone started with a six-way tie. Uh, but in the long run, Danny did get like did get like ten points, and we did, of course, see. I do believe, uh, 
Let's see here. I do believe that um, it was a two or three. Every, anyway, like I said, it went between eight to ten points that everyone did score here in this. So everybody got pretty much just about every single match uh, correct. So it was kind of a really close round here, folks. But Danny did get like 10 out of the 12, of course, since there was like officially 12 matches that was locked in for SummerSlam. I will tell you in the long run here, who, who here are the folks that did who, that? Uh, here are the belts that, that they did receive. Bobby picked up the WWUS Up Up Down Down Championship. Fonzie picked up the SMWUS Beat the Champ Championship. Danny picked up the WWUS Interpromotional Championship and picked up the WWUS Can Am Championship. JD picked up the WWUS US Dragon Gate Championship. And John picked up the WWS Far East Championship. So, folks, there you have it right there. Uh, great prediction title challenges, of course, for both TakeOver and SummerSlam from this past week. And, of course, great discussions that we had during the week here as well, talking about SummerSlam, talking about Raw, talking about SmackDown, talking about TakeOver. Uh, nonetheless, like I said, everybody, JD, John, and Fonzie, of course, primarily involved. Uh, we were hoping to have MLD and Danny pop on last night. Unfortunately, due to certain other circumstances, Michelle was not able to make it on. And due to, of course, a technical problem on Danny's on Danny's part, Danny was unable to make it on here as well. So uh, they will do our best to come back on here next week. Uh, but all in all, ladies and gentlemen, it was a tremendous week here. Of course, like we said, big-time discussions, as we said, about what happened with Raw and SmackDown, of course, after SummerSlam. We talked about one. We talked about uh, six matches from SummerSlam on Tuesday, six matches from SummerSlam on Wednesday. Um, did talk about TakeOver on Thursday. Of course, last night, ladies and gentlemen, we did also bring up here, JD did bring it to our attention, and we did read this on. JD did tell us, of course, yesterday, or last night on Revolution, and I did mention it, something on WWS this morning um, when, I did, when I, we did that program as well, that, of course, we lost legendary... Uh, I believe it was at the age of 70. I believe it was 79. I believe that's how old he was. We lost famed Hollywood legend Peter Fonda, who was well known, of course, for the movie Easy Rider. Him alongside the late Dennis Hopper. Great movie. Of course, JD did did give us the opening and closing things for last night's Revolution number 713 uh, by by playing a couple of pieces of music from both shows. Both the opening opener and closing were. Work from that one movie, Easy Rider, from back in 1969. And I do want to thank, of course, JD for providing that music here to us as well. And of course, the true Hollywood legend, of course, the one and only Peter Fonda, the uh, brother, of course, of, of the legendary actress and exercise guru, Jane Fonda. And I do believe the uh, father of, of course, actress Bridget Fonda. So, uh, nonetheless, here we uh, are, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with their family or with the family of the one and the only Peter Fonda here tonight. Uh, of course, as they go through a really troubling time here indeed, uh, as he passed away due to lung cancer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sad to say, but nonetheless, a great a great Hollywood superstar indeed. He will be missed, of course, in the entertainment world. Uh, also, of course, we did determine on a, uh, in the future here, of course, we have set, now officially set up a triple threat match. Uh, originally, it was going to be a one-on-one, -on -one, uh, pitting Michelle up against someone for that person's respective title. 
But of course, after much discussion, it was officially decided that we would make it a triple threat match as John will now put up his Impact U.S. Global Championship and Fonzie will put up his NWA U.S. National Championship against the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Somebody will be walking out with those two belts, of course, after that match takes place. So nonetheless, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Of course, we have to check with everyone's schedules. We'll hope to have that match here, of course. We'll get that, we got that all prepped to go. Coming up here, of course, sometime here in the near future. All in all, ladies and gentlemen, it was a terrific week, in my personal opinion here, as we said. Um, of course, of course, coming off the heels of, a, of two tremendous events, like we said, take over Toronto the last Saturday, in which we had like a four-hour program, a four-hour edition of Power Hour uh, last Saturday. Great show there, indeed. And, of course, we had a bunch of big-time talking, of course, coming popping up about SummerSlam. But nonetheless, it was a terrific week here, of course. And more and more, of course, as always, is still to come here in the, in the WWS radio network. Let's give it the number one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, 141-364-POUND. This is episode 168 of Power Hour. Like we said, Saturday, August 17, 2019. Of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here, calling you from talking uh, here with you from WWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. Of course, like I said, the rest of the panel went too tough to handle, taking it easy here tonight. As of course, after a what was a really major week here, of course, in the world of wrestling, and of course, we'll have a lot more popping up here being talked about here really, really soon. So be sure to catch us up with that here coming up in the near future. Uh, before we get into some wrestling news tidbits here, folks, I'll just go ahead and get you, of course, a couple of quick plugs in here. Uh, of course, the eBay store, Perpetual Uniquity, internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity p-e-r-p-u-t-a-l-u-n-i-q-u-i-t-y uh, of course still over 200 items of course still posted there for sale books and other knickknacks classic hot wheels cars kiss and other pieces of rock and roll memorabilia uh, men's women's and children's clothing uh, <clears throat> video games for the playstation 3 playstation 4 uh, xbox 360 and psp and yes, ladies and gentlemen, while they still last, like, like we said, DVDs, Blu-rays, and HD DVDs are your favorite uh, movies, uh, like wrestling events, TV series, also action, adventure, horror, science fiction, uh, children's movies, drama, you name it, comedy, it's there. Be sure to check them out there today. Like I said, at Perpetual Uniquity, where, of course, the, our motto is the internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Be sure to check that out here today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, of course, our, our page on Facebook, Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD Sales Variety, where, of course, we still have plenty of lists, plenty of movies listed here, of course, ready to be ready, ready for your, uh, like I said, for your viewing, your consideration. And hopefully, like I said, you'll be able, you'll buy one or two here from us. Um, of course, big time special going on right now, of course, with DVDs and a few Blu-rays listed in there right now. Uh, just to let you know here, every single title between now and the end of the year posted on that page, which, by the way, I will go ahead and tell you that every single DVD and Blu-ray listed in there has been personally checked out by yours truly, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, and there are no problems with, it, with any of them whatsoever. 
Uh, of course, if there was, ladies and gentlemen, I would not have posted them on the page at all, but indeed. So, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, getting back to our talking about our special here, uh, every single DVD and Blu ray listed on the page are worth $1. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correctly. I said $1 a piece. So be sure to check, be sure to check that out here today. Like I said, Bulldog DVD sales variety. We take a bite out of the call so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Join the group today. Like I said, you'll be glad you did. Of course, take it from our, of course, our main man, one of our main guys here, the ice man, Jared DiGirombo, who recently purchased five DVDs from, from us here at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety. He was very, very, he did receive them here just recently, and he is quite, was quite satisfied with the selection. Nothing wrong with any of the DVDs at all. Of course, he had bought the, he had bought the movie Top Secret as well as 16 Candles, Firestarter, Nothing in Common, and also Season 1 of the 18th. So he is quite satisfied with his selection. And who knows, you might find something there that you might like to see yourself. Uh, like I said, take it from me. I mean, everything, uh, uh, movies like from Bruce Almighty to uh, Stealing Harvard, Malibu's Most Wanted, uh, to some uh, WrestleMania titles like WrestleMania uh, 23, 26, and 29. Um, also, some music DVDs, everything from uh, everything from artists from Michael Jackson to Aerosmith and Nickelback, uh, Harry Potter, Star Trek, and Star Wars titles. A um, bunch of different different ones here, folks. You never know what you'll find here. So be sure to like I said, check it out here here today. I did actually show a few of them here, for example, here, folks. The other night, of course, I showed the movie. I showed uh, the following five right here on one of our live video feeds. Uh, Freddy Got Fingered, Click, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, and, and Disney's Cars, the very first Cars movie, I should say. And, of course, like I said, all of them checked out. No problem at all whatsoever. So, folks, check them out here today. Like we said, we take a bite out of the cost that you can enjoy your favorite selection indeed and i said miss if, if like i said if they were posted on the page that means they are in excellent shape as we and <clears throat> so be sure to check it out here today as bulldog dvd sales and variety let's go ahead and see if we've got any updates here on any news here popping up here of course to our friends at 411minion.com we did bring you a few stories that came out here of course last night uh let me see here uh of course, here, folks. Of course, here, folks. We do thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows here. Of course, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WWS This Morning, and other shows. Indeed. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, and let's see if we have any. Some stories here, of course, popping up here from yesterday, but let's go ahead and read it here, read them here right now. Here's an update right here from Joseph Lee. NXT on USA Network announcement expected really soon, and also details on possible live broadcast. Let's go ahead and bring this story here to you. An update right here during today's edition of the Wrestling Observer, Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer addressed the rumors of NXT possibly moving to the USA Network. Originally, WWE officials were looking at moving NXT to Fox Sports 1. Then, then it changed 
to FS1 or USA to maybe just USA. According to Melter, the show would still move into a two-hour time slot of 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock on Wednesday nights if it moves to the USA Network. He added that he heard that WWE is trying to get the jump on AEW and debut NXT on USA for AEW debuts this weekly TV show on TNT, which is scheduled for October the 2nd. One potential issue with the previously rumored NXT FS1 deal in terms of scheduling for NXT was the Big East Conference for Basketball. Meltzer continued that the USA Network NXT deal is, is all in play, and the announcement is expected real soon. Meltzer stated that on the Vince McMahon, on Vince McMahon pushing for a move for NXT to a cable network opposite AEW on TNT. <coughs> uh, <coughs> sorry about that here, folks. Uh, let's see here. Everything having to do with the NXT show has nothing to do with these strategies, as it has everything to do with Vince McMahon it's adamant that they beat the number and that by and by that standard USA is the one to make the one to make if they make that deal. He went on to say that WWE officials have discussed multiple options for broadcasting NXT on USA, including having the show go live every week or having it air live every other week. For Meltzer, there would be a live component for sure. Of course, the original, the original, the original story was that this rumor is true, and it was signal that WWE is taking AEW very seriously. PW Insider reported that there has been a pitch within WWE to move NXT to the USA Network on Wednesday nights, increasing the runtime from one to two hours. The pitch would also see would also see air live each week from Full Sail University in Florida. If the WWE went with the idea, NXT would make the move on October the 2nd, the same day that AEW makes its debut on TNT. If this happens, <clears throat> it would be the first time two wrestling companies went head-to-head on TNT and USA since the Monday Night Wars between WWE and WCW ended in March of 2001. It's not, however, the last time a company went head-to-head with WWE as Impact attempted to do so back in 2010 when it aired on Spike TV that quickly moved back to Thursdays after only 10 weeks. USA aired an episode of NXT on December 13, 2017 as part of WWE Week, and it brought in 841,000 viewers. This is only a rumor for now and not official. WWE has yet to comment. So, folks, but we're still watching this thing very carefully, so anything can and possibly will happen. So we'll have to wait and see what all happens. Um and it's like what we've been talking about all along here, folks. WWE and AEW are at nose to nose with each other here, or at least they're trying to be. So we'll have to wait and see what all happens. Jeffrey Harris brings us this story here. As Britt Baker says she's been cleared to return to the ring and she's ready for about she's ready for the battle royal at all out. Let's read this story here. It looks like Britt Baker will be returned to the ring soon. She announced on her Twitter account today that she's been cleared to return to the ring. Here's her tweet below. Dr. Baker wrote wrote officially here her words, cleared and ready to win this Casino Battle Royal at hashtag all out. She will take part in the Women's Casino Battle Royal at all out this month. One of the winners will go on to face another unnamed opponent with the inaugural AEW Women's World title. As previously reported, Britt Baker recently suffered a concussion injury at AEW Fight for the Fallen uh, last last month. <clears throat> and so this is her Twitter handle, of course, at 7:13 at at, at 7:13 p.m. yesterday. 
where she said, clear it and ready to win this casino battle royal at hashtag all outs at AEW wrestling. So we'll just have to wait and see what all we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens here with this. But we look forward to seeing Dr. Britt Baker, of course, keep another appointment. <laughs> Pardon the pun. She is, in fact, ladies and gentlemen, a real, a uh, an actual dentist. She did. She actually went to school for that. And she did. She does practice that, to my understanding. Uh, Jeffrey Harris brings us this story right here. Came out yesterday. Apparently, Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke exchanged barbs on Twitter. Brooke calls Evans classless trash. And believe it or not, of course, at least there's another one here, of course, telling the truth about how Lacey Evans is. WWE superstars Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke had a bit of a heated interaction earlier today on Twitter. In response to a fan question on Dana Brooke, Evans wrote, because at Dana Brooke, WWE wants another matchup her career takes off. Meanwhile, I want to eat my apple pie in, in, in peace and catering and, and be left the hell alone. I don't sweat for nothing, sweetheart. Hashtag like a lady. Dana later responded with her own tweet. Hun, let's learn proper spelling and grammar. It's peace, P-E-A-C-E. Learn and live your gimmick because we all know it's a put on. Classless trash, you nasty. Uh, of course, um, at three o'clock p.m. yesterday afternoon, uh, someone someone asked. I believe um, someone someone actually asked uh, late Lacey Evans, said, "Why is Dana attacking you?" Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Lacey Evans said, "Because at Dana Brooke WWE wants another match, hoping her career takes off. Meanwhile, I want to eat my apple pie in peace in catering." And be left the hell alone. I don't sweat for nothing, sweetheart. Hashtag like a lady. And of course, uh, Dana Brooker is, is responding, of course, to the the to Lacey's tweet that uh, that she sent out that, that, that from the question that the fan asked her here, and she said at 4:19 p.m. She said, "Hun, let's learn proper spelling and grammar. It's P E A C E." Learn and live your game because we all know to put on classless, classless trash, you nasty. And of course, with a with a little picture of a lipstick and also of a, a big red lips right there. So, of a kiss right there. There you go. So, I pray this is going to be probably this thing's going to probably be going on we'll spread out and send pretty darn big between Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke. This might get uh, Dana Brooke back up to speed a little bit here, a little bit, really, hopefully, really soon. Anna Brooke is a talented superstar, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and one last story we'll bring in before we cut it out here for the evening. Joseph Lee brings a story out here yesterday. Dr. Tom Pritchard on he, what well, he thinks of AEW and WWE, he says he does not see a war coming anytime soon. And let's let let let's see here. Uh, in an interview with VOC Nations Wrestling with History, Dr. Tom Pritchard spoke about AEW and why he doesn't think the promotions of rivals will lead to a new war with WWE anytime soon. And here are some highlights. On the growth of the WWE training facilities, Dr. Tom says, we started in the warehouse of a TV studio. Now they have a complete performance center with, with a working studio, full gym, locker rooms, first class like an NFL training center. Hunter has gone done a great job of really evolving the developmental system we, that we first started in 1996. Just the fact that everyone has come to the realization 
If there does need to be a place where everything is centralized, I think that is the key. Now they're going all over the world with plans to put performance centers in England, China, and Saudi Arabia. On WWE, originally trying to potentially limit the success of FCW, Dr. Tom says, we had Harley Race come in FCW to talk to the guys. We were running the show that night, and we wanted to advertise that Harley would be there. The WWE office said, no, we couldn't advertise Harley being there. We, ne we never got an answer why. Were they trying to sabotage FCW? I don't know, but the culture is very different today. On WWE originally not wanting to sign independent wrestlers, Dr. Tom said this, we weren't looking to sign independent talent. We didn't want to bring bad habits into WWE. Now they are going after all the hot shot indie guys, and that's a good thing. There is a lot of talent out there to build a brand. You have to have your audience. Obviously, there is an audience for old school wrestling, like with MLW, you have your AEWs, and you have your NXTs. And everyone likes the same thing. It's great to have brands like that. When talent started to be, started to be scripted and overproduced, Dr. Tom says, I think when it really started to change is when WCW was no more and pretty much WWE is your main course menu. I think that happened because when you're doing five hours of TV each week, you can't always trust everyone to go out there and cut a promo if they're not great at cutting promos. I believe it should be authentic, and when you cut a promo, it should come from you. Some guys can do it because it's instinctive. A lot of guys don't know how to tell a story, have a point, and get it across. I think Time and the impact of live TV is a huge part of why it's scripted. MJF is one of the guys that can cut unscripted promos. I don't think they scripted anything for him in AEW. On his new wrestling school with Glenn Jacobs, of course, we know him as Kane. Of course, Mayor Kane, as we start calling him. We're only eight months old, and we already have, have, have some very promising guys. Uh, Jake Tucker is a top student. Dylan McQueen, Haley Jones, Kenzie McHenry. We're going to open up a wrestling school. You can't promise any, anything, but you can do everything in your power to give them the, the tools to be able to be looked at. We're, op we're open to working with any promotion as long as they can take care of our guys. I think we have a few connections at WWE. Glenn is still under contract. I heard my brother is up there doing something. On perseverance when trying to break into the business, Dr. Tom says, it took Natty Nyhart six tryouts, six times she went, six times she was told no. On the seventh attempt, she got hired. She came from a wrestling family, understands the business, went to Stu Hart's dungeon. Those things happen. Failure is part of the process to get where you want to be. We will give talent the chance to succeed and fail. On the potential impact of Bruce Pritchard, Eric Bischoff, and Paul Heyman in WWE. Dr. Tom says, I don't know about ratings because old people watch TV and young kids watch devices and programming on demand. The TV watching of today is nothing like it was 30 years ago and even 20 years ago. You have to have the talent, the vehicle, and the attention of the audience that you're looking for. Once you're in the WWE environment, you really do become a bubble because you're in that environment 24-7. You'll accept calls at 2 a.m. Or, or if you won't, you won't be there much longer. They need people there that understand what made them successful Bruce was part of the team that was a huge success before. Bischoff knows what it's like to compete. Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman. I think it's nothing but positive. WWE will be a success and a money maker regardless. On AEW, Dr. Tom says, I don't see a war coming anytime soon, even though AEW is going to give it a great shot. I am rooting for those guys. I think it's beneficial for guys to have more places to work. 
I'm interested to see interested to see how AEW does in their first six months. They do have some innovative people there, but they are sailing into something that they, that they've never really done before. It's intriguing to watch. On breaking into the business with Bruce, Dr. Tom says, I started watching wrestling first. When we moved from El Paso to Houston. Our mom took us into the matches every Friday night, and we fell in love with the business. I worked in the office first, and Bruce came right behind me. We really adapted to it. We had the moxie to get in there and do the real heavy lifting in the office. He wanted to wrestle, too, but he had bad knees. So he really dedicated himself to learn everything there is to learn on the other side of the table. So, folks, there you have it right there from a pure wrestling legend there. He, uh, of course, like I said, might be, it's probably just insane, insane there. It might be a little bit too soon to see if AEW is going to try to take a stab at WWE. And, of course, it could be. But we're starting to see some early signs of it. We talked about it on all of our shows. So anything is possible here, folks. We'll have to wait and see what all happens with that. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, episode 168 of Power Hour is in the books here for today. Uh, just thank everyone for listening in here tonight. You can go back and listen to, listen to this, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. As always, be sure to check out all of our live video feeds on all of our groups on Facebook. Check out the groups, of course, on Facebook. And check out all of our past episodes right here on TalkShoe.com of all of our shows, including Power Hour, Raw Radio, Wrestling Debate, Wrestling Revisited, Revolution, Wolfpack, and all of our past other other episodes of other shows as well. We're hoping to get a lot of those other shows back up and going here as well. Of course, like I said, we're also a little bit early here. we got two episodes already earmarked at, on, on WSWS this morning, so definitely check some of those out there as well. You'll definitely love to hear. You'll definitely love to hear uh, what you got there. So be sure to check everything that we got going on here in WWS. As of course the field keeps going a little bit bigger here, folks, and we keep getting better and better each time. So be sure to listen in on that. On that note, here episode 168 of Power Hour here. <clears throat> this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much here for listening, and we'll hope to talk to you here really, really soon. Of course, tomorrow don't forget our promo. Uh, that we'll do. We'll, we'll let you know about where our live video feeds are going to be for the coming week. And also, of course, some big time talks here, of course, about, um, of course, join JD in the game with WWS Raw Radio coming up on Monday afternoon. More talks about that tomorrow night. About, uh, of course, uh, the late Peter Ponda, as well as, of course, other sports, uh, as well as, of course, other news involving wrestling, sports, and everything of that nature. Here, check them out, of course, Monday afternoon from 3 to 5, 138 pounds. Power Hour episode 168 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Take care of yourselves and each other out there, folks. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And like I said, by all means, please stay care- be careful out there, folks. Of course, it, the weather has been kind of picky here between, of course, uh, hot sticky muggy raining all the time uh just be careful out there if you don't have to go out folks try stay stay inside stay inside and stay somewhere cool um because like i said i mean the heat like i said just pretty much drags a lot of people down so like i said try to stay somewhere close by that you won't go uh that uh, you won't you won't have heat stroke or anything like that we want to keep everybody as safe as we possibly can so, we, so take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And as always here in the WWS Radio Network on TalkShoe.com, God bless everyone. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, happy happy 41st birthday to our own King W.O.G.R.T. Smith, GTS. If you're listening, brother, we love you. We miss you, and we hope to talk to you really, really soon. And, <clears throat> and once again, we have a very safe and happy birthday, and we'll hope to hear from you very, very soon. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Have a good evening, folks, and take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.